Hello and welcome to Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. I am your host, Amy Gray Cunningham, and I want to thank you so much for joining us today on another amazing episode. Let me ask you, do you try hard to do the right things, read the right books, gain the right knowledge, just to end up being more religious and not really living a spiritual abundant life? Well, today's guest, Michael Ward, who is the founder and CEO of the Six Sola Method, a platform of books, courses, and coaching that helps Christians increase their confidence in their position and their relationship with God. He emphasizes daily growth through a workout schedule. Now, don't worry about it. It's not like a really tough workout schedule, but this schedule consists of reading a chapter of the Bible daily to confidently experience spiritual transformation. Michael is passionate about sharing his unique perspective on Christianity, and you're going to see it's very unique and very welcoming as well. And also his perspective on the Bible and how he believes that there is a spiritual message that is being missed by most people. He believes the next 500 years should focus on transformation rather than reformation. Butterfly Kisses is all about transformation. So stay with me. Don't leave yet. Well, we will meet Michael here in just a minute because uh, I know you're going to truly enjoy his unique uh, perspective on spirituality. But keep in mind, next Sunday, November 6th, I talk with a former hot emotional mess. <laughs> and she's a world awfulizer, is what she calls herself. Her name is Jennifer Moore. And Jennifer supports other highly sensitive, intuitive women to release empathic overwhelm and distress so they can access their inner wisdom and power. Jen brings with her over 30 years of experience to her work where she merges practicality, intuition, and skill to offer insight, guidance, and emotional freedom to those she serves. She supports intuitives, lightworkers, and creatives to use their abilities for good. That is her jam. You're going to love Jennifer. She is fun, energetic, and has a very unique perspective on spirituality and communicating with those on the other side. Join me next Sunday for this inspiring conversation with Miss Jennifer Moore. And please, please, please don't forget to subscribe on Apple or Spotify or whatever app you use to listen to Butterfly Kisses. And also you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. And of course, all the links are provided in the show notes for you. So you can just click on the link and it'll take you right to my page. And then also please subscribe to my weekly newsletter. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is available. Just go to butterflykissespodcast.com to sign up. And... As always, if you like what you hear on Butterfly Kisses today, please leave us a five-star review. I would love that. And also share it with your friends and your family. Because like I say every week, the more we can inspire others to shine their light, the more impact that we can make on the world. So now, please help me welcome Mr. Michael Ward. Hello, Michael. Amy, thank you. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, I appreciate you joining me. I think this is going to be an interesting conversation today. 
Okay. Everything's spiritual. Everything's spirit. So, yay. <laughs> so what exactly is the sixth sola? It kind of reminds me of like Star Wars, the sixth sense or the sixth, like, I don't know. Right. It right. Me of a Star Wars right. type so, movie. <laughs> yeah. So let me, let me introduce myself a little bit to the audience. I mean, I'm a first time author. I've never written a book. So this was quite a challenge for me. And it's kind of what was a catharsis, maybe like working out issues for me, like my whole life experience. I'm an older gentleman, well over 50, but not 70 quite yet. I don't know if you do YouTube podcasts along uh, simulcast or not, Amy or not. But so if you're watching on YouTube, you can see me. If you're listening on a podcast, you just get my voice and I might sound like a 30 year old. But if you saw me, I'm not 30. Okay, so six sola. <laughs> I was my father was Roman Catholic. My mother was Presbyterian and she decided to raise all the kids Lutheran as like an averaging. So I grew up in a home that was kind of intellectually based, not real spiritual, trying to follow the rules. So my dad was trying to follow the Roman Catholic thing. And I guess I was following the Lutheran thing. And so I was raised, I'm the youngest of four. And then from spirituality, I, I love Amy. I've, I've looked at some of your other previous guests you've had on here, and I'm probably very different, which is okay. I love that. But I, and I love the, the recent one you had with, I think it's Z Human about the, the law of attraction, right? So mm -hmm. I, most Christians would like stay away from that. They're like, Ooh, law of attraction. No way. So anyway, so your audience probably is into those things. And a lot of your audience I'm thinking is like, Oh, not a Christian. You got a Christian on your program, Amy. Well, okay. So let's talk about that. So I'm not your regular Bible Belt Christian down there in the Southeast of the United States. And I've had these various experiences, but I did have this Lutheran experience and the Reformation. So I grew up kind of arguing with my dad because he was Roman Catholic. And the whole Reformation from 500 years ago was Martin Luther as a monk in the Roman Catholic Church, feeling like I, this is something doesn't seem right with this whole Roman Catholic Church thing. And I'm not here to bash any church because they kind of all have their issues and struggle. And every listener probably has some church experience and it probably isn't real positive. So I'm right there with you. Mine were not really positive either. And so as I went through life, I actually met a human being that I would say was kind of filled with the spirit. So the closest thing Christians get to in spirituality is to say someone's filled with the spirit. And that goes into a whole nother branch of Christianity that is like Pentecostal. But this, this, I was never into this Pentecostal thing, but they, they seem to be more in tune or receptive to talking about spirituality, even though it's, I, I don't feel real comfortable even in that community. But, it, but needless to say, I had this experience where I felt like, well, Jesus, the, the, everyone's heard of Jesus and, the, and there's, maybe it's confusing. And I think one of the things that's confusing is, the Roman Catholics have their version, and the Presbyterians have theirs, and the Lutherans have theirs, and the Episcopalians have theirs, and the Church of England has theirs, and there's United Methodists, and there's Baptists, and there's all kinds of organizations, and you can get sucked into them. Like, you can get sucked into churches, and I've been in various churches for 40 years, and I always kind of respected the Bible, and, and yet churches try to tell you what the Bible is. So I kind of backed off about eight years ago and I said, I want to read this myself. So that's kind of where it gets into the six sola method, which is where I read a, a chapter of the Bible um, 
each day. And I, I kind of, there's a guy named Paul who's a lot of women hate him because they think he's against women, which most of his writings are kind of questionable, right? But that's the problem with churches because they take a few verses and go, hey, look, Paul hates women. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but that's not, that's not really the case as far as I'm concerned. But I, I don't like pull verses out and say, this is, this is what the Bible says. That's like the most dangerous thing. If someone says, well, the Bible says, look out, because whatever comes next is the most dangerous thing ever, ever said. Anyway, so, so, <laughs> so Paul, Paul wrote a lot of things, and, and his history was he was first attacking the Christians as a Jew. He was a Jewish guy, really smart about Jewish stuff. And then he had a conversion experience. And so um, that born again that Jesus talked about with Nicodemus and the Gospel of John. And, and I, so I'm full of the Bible. So the listeners, I try not to quote verses and throw Bible verses at people. I just want to get what is the message? And it's this guy who's born and he doesn't defend himself at the end. It's almost like he, he says that his purpose was to come here and get crucified. And it's kind of a crazy story. But then he rose again from the dead. So and, and so you have to try to decide, am I going to believe that story or not? And we're in the United States. There's been 2,000 years, a lot of history. There's a lot of paintings in Europe if you travel, cathedrals and all kinds. So this, there was something happened with this Jesus guy. And I started reading it. And, they, and whether it's Catholic or Lutheran or whatever, the church, they, people keep going back to this Bible thing. So as I started reading it, I, I started realizing there's a spiritual part of this that's being missed. And if you're, if someone's really a Bible person, they would be familiar with this book called Acts, and it follows what happened after Jesus rose. And there are some people that later on that didn't even understand the Holy Spirit, and yet it sort of happened, right? So it's this Holy Spirit spirituality was quickly gone to the wayside for a lot of people, and they didn't really get it. So I discovered that kind of on my own. And I, I said that by reading these chapters a day, and I started putting the puzzle together, and I said, well, the Holy Spirit is really important. And like I was at the time, I was involved with the Southern Baptist. So if you have a lot of your listeners around North Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, they know the Southern Baptist people, and um, they just don't know how to talk about the Holy Spirit. They just kind of avoid it. And why? Because they don't want to be Pentecostal. So there's all this there's all this rivalry between these churches, which is really dumb because I don't know. I just don't think Jesus right now is really happy with any of them. And, you know, and I'm not trying to start a religion. So by the way, I'm on here, I'm on here trying to point people to there's a message there. It's there. And you can still go to your church, go to your Roman Catholic thing, because the message is there. It's just men, mostly men get in the way of the message because they have pride and they want to control things right so so this is the the male problem that we have these huge egos right and the last couple of years i've really appreciated women so much because you give birth to people right i mean if you i mean i'm a guy i haven't given birth to a child but any woman listening you're like yeah i don't get any credit for bringing new life into the world i mean we guys, we have a very small role in the whole thing. And women live with these creatures growing in their stomachs for nine months. And then it's very painful and they deliver. So anyways, I have a huge high respect for women. And there's a spiritual element that women 
connect with that it's hard for women probably to communicate to men because we're so dense and we're like, oh, I'm too busy. I got to cut the lawn. I got to do this. I got to pay taxes. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're so in our heads that we don't, we don't have a pause to think spiritually unless some event happens in our life or some trauma or something like that. So anyways, I am rattling, Amy, a mile a minute. And so you, I need to come up with some air. <laughs> Why don't you ask me some questions and I'll, I'll, I'll go from, I'll, I'll start up again. You were, you were on a roll and I, th I think you were right on target there. What is, you were talking about people missing the spiritual part of religion. What is the spiritual part that's being missed? That you okay. And I, and you know what I didn't do? Amy, I just realized as I paused, I'll get to the, the spiritual part and, and that's the sixth solo. Okay. So I started talking about a little history, Martin Luther, there was five solas right now. If you go to Wikipedia and you go, what are the five solas? Okay. There's only five, but you're listening to Michael Ward. I came up with the sixth. Okay. Here's the deal. So Martin Luther was ticked off and he, he said, show me in the Bible where the, it says this stuff that the Roman Catholic church was doing. So he got in a huge argument with the, the Roman Catholics and the Catholics said, you got to pay for the church building. You got to give us money. You know, how many people listening, don't they think of churches? It's like, just give me the money. Give me the money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so Martin Luther was already saw that that was dumb. That was 500 years ago. So he said, show me in the scripture. So that's where sola scriptura. So these guys, 500 years ago, they love Latin. So Latin and Greek and all that stuff. So sola scriptura was number one. Sola fide is by faith alone. So he had this huge argument with Roman Catholics, like, no, you don't have to do good works. You don't have to do anything. You can just be a Christian. It's almost like he's sort of getting close to spirituality. Like your listeners, Amy, are, we're, we're all part of life source. I mean, I'm talking to you. I have a body, but I also realize I have a soul and a spirit and a mind, and my body is decaying, and it's going to go away. But I hope I, I have a faith that my soul and spirit is going to continue. And I just happen to be in this body now. And I think that's kind of the language a lot of you that you use, Amy. Mm -hmm. And it's not typical to the Christian world, but I'm trying to be inclusive and adapt to the things. So then there's by faith alone, by grace alone. There's this whole concept in the Christian community that we need to forgive one another, love one another. That's grace. Give each other grace. And then it's by Christ alone. So the sola means alone, like it's really important, got to have faith, got to have the scripture, got to have Christ. And the, the fifth one is like to the glory of God alone, which is kind of funky, right? So I'm writing this book and I'm frustrated with the churches. And I'm like, I want to make a statement, Amy, I got to make a statement. So I come, I know, I'm going to name my book, The Six Sola. And I go, what would walking by the spirit be in Latin? Okay, so, so I came up with sola spiritu ambulatio, which is the Latin words, rough translation for walking by the spirit. Okay. So that's my thing. I put it out there. I'm not a theologian. I'm, I don't have no seminary degrees. I don't have a PhD in theology. And I put it out there and I get a little criticism from the, the real theologian, which is fine, but it's, I say it's time. It's, let's start trying, let's, let's not make a new church. We've got enough churches. We got to look inward to our own transformation. 
And I love the spiritual community that you're part of, Amy, because you guys do work on yourselves. You guys, what can I change in myself? That's the tra personal transformation. That's the subtitle of my book. It's, it's time to move on from the last 500 years of reformation where all the churches try to fix each other and say, we're right. We got the church. You got to join our church. We're right. That's reformation, changing other people. The next 500 years, I say in my book, is transformation. So Michael Ward is on here talking to you. I'm not perfect. I, I get Christ and I have faith. I'm born again, but that doesn't make me any better than anybody, right? So it's about, I need to get more loving, more kind, more, more joy in my life. And it's a choice. And so here's where I get, I feel like I really love listening to meditations in the, the spiritual community. Um, there's an insight timer. I loved your meditation, Amy. There's also this app on your phone called Insight Timer. Mm -hmm. If anyone, I, I, and I love that. There's this Norwegian guy. I, I listened to 20 minutes of him. And, it, and it's just encouraging to connect with life source. But that's not the language that the Christian community uses. But I get it. I'm like, it's okay. And so what I'm saying, Amy, it's not one or the other. We can bring these together and be inclusive. And, and it's not about being right. It's about loving people. Right. So that's the six sola. That's my book. It's like the what and the why of my reading plan. So if someone ever was curious about the Bible, I say start with the resurrection. It's the biggest event. It's Jesus rose from the dead. Nobody knew it was happening. The guys that hung around with them, they they call them the 12 disciples. They had no clue. They were clueless. And Jesus, is like, I'm dying. I'm going. This is the plan. And I hear you, I'm back. I'm back. And they still don't get it. So we need that fresh, childlike view and not this robe, smoke and incense, big crosses, big churches. We don't need that view. It's the spirit in us. And we can, we can connect that with this amazing message story of God becoming flesh. And, and I would think spiritual people might get that better than even like Christians who are using their knowledge and brains and and trying to figure it all out, it, it almost makes sense to spiritual people if we're all life source, if we're all part of this life source. And I think you and, and Z talked about the drops in the ocean. Like we're kind of like drops in the ocean. We're all part of the ocean. If you take the ocean out of the, out of the water and put it in a bucket on the beach, it's still the ocean. So I love hearing from you guys and I feel connected because I like that kind of language. But it's language. Notice it's language, people. It's it's how we describe things, and, and things are really hard to describe. So we, we look for those kind of connections with language to communicate to one another. And I just want to say, hey, let's love one another and, and figure things out together. Anyways, I better come up for air again. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's all about where we're at, I think, on, on a spiritual level. Because like you said, language is... I can use one word and it can mean something totally different to you and something totally different to somebody else. And, you know, I was told a long time ago that Jesus, I always thought that Jesus was, it was Jesus Christ. And that was his last name, literally Jesus Christ. And somebody told me one time, no, it was Jesus of Nazareth. That was how he was known at the time was Jesus of Nazareth, that Christ is the Holy Spirit or the spirit and that Christ lives within 
all of us that we are, we embody the Christ when we embody the essence of Jesus. And when we walk in the love and, and that's who he was, is, is the love of God, the love of Christ, the love. And so a lot of times I think that people don't want to talk about Jesus. And I remember when I first, I think I told you when we first started this conversation growing up, I just didn't understand. I couldn't understand. And I thought everybody got, got it, but me. And I was afraid to ask questions. And when I did ask questions, I was chastised or told to quit asking questions because I really think that nobody knew how to answer my questions. And so I quit asking questions. I just didn't, and I just couldn't understand. And then when I started to believe in a God, of some, some that there was something greater than me out there, I'm like, okay, I'll do that. But I'm not going to believe in that Jesus person because I am not going to be a Jesus freak. You know, I'm just, yeah. I just can't go down that road because those were the people that were on the street corner and they had their head shaved and they were with the flowers. Sure. So I, I want to go with the ocean droplet thing. So one way I communicate what you're describing is bucket mentality or crab mentality. So apparently if you put a bucket of crabs that when someone, one of the crabs tries to get out, they, they pull them back in. Mm-hmm. So that's apparently what, what happens. So I see like all these churches. So I have this vision. I would love, if I was a painter, I would love to paint a beach scene with like a hundred buckets and crabs in the buckets. And Jesus is walking along the beach and he looks at all these buckets. He's like, what do you guys do stuck in the bucket? Get out of the bucket. This is where life is out on the beach. And that's how I describe, church people are going to hate me, Amy. Because I say every church is like that bucket. And some churches pull you in more. Like there's, we all can probably name some cultish type. And, and I say some churches are like soft cults. Like they don't, but cult behavior is that crab mentality that if you want to get out of the bucket, they're going to pull you in, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then there's the Catholic bucket over there. And then there's the Baptist bucket over here. And so when you talk about Jesus, you didn't want anything to do with the Jesus of those people. Because what we see is the Jesus that that bucket creates. So they, this little bucket says, this is how we view Jesus. Jesus is in our little bucket. And we don't let our Jesus get out of the bucket either, right? But the real Jesus is out walking along the shore. You know, he's just sad because look at all those buckets. And they all think that they know who I am. Well, I'm not in the bucket. I'm not in, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not in there. So, so these, these are some language again that I want, I would love to communicate people. I just want to encourage people that the Christian thing, the churches have kind of ruined the message as far as I'm concerned, but I can't do anything about it, right? Like it's, it's too big to really, for me as one person to like, you guys are all wrong. Cause then I'm becoming like them, right? I'm saying, well, your guys are all wrong. So my only hope is to uh, transform myself, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I, I could be more loving, right? So, and I can relate to people. And now I look at people, Amy, it's like, even the Bible, Paul says this back to Paul. He says, we no longer look at people in, in the flesh, like the flesh, like what we have here, right? We look at them in the spiritual realm. 
but Christians don't, most of them don't know how to relate to that. But I'm starting to see, now my, my wife died from cancer. I was married 32 years. She died two years ago, Christian faith. And she says, I'll see you on the other side. So I kind of have, I, my wife and I, we didn't have like the most awesome relationship. And she probably had some childhood trauma. I had childhood trauma. So, I mean, we, we made it through life, but she got cancer and died. And um, why did I bring that up? I don't know why. <laughs> why? So, but I, I'm saying, oh, I look at spiritual thing, right? So right now, like, you know how spouses, we argue and fight. I'm right. You're right. Right, right now, my wife is smarter than I am, right? So my, my wife's spirit is in uh, heaven or whatever. She's in this with life source. She knows it all, right? She doesn't need the Bible either, right? Because we, you don't, some of the people that you meet that love the Bible, you'd think that, that the Bible is eternal, eternal, but my wife doesn't need the Bible anymore because she's there in whatever new body mystery. That's the other thing. Paul says it's a mystery. So he doesn't, we don't know what this is like. So I'm good with that. So I have to be comfortable with ambiguity, not knowing like one of the guided meditations I love is like, I release the need to understand it all. Like how I drive myself crazy trying to understand everything and I can't. Anyway, I'm really, I had a couple cups of coffee. It's only one o'clock in the afternoon. So I still got the coffee roll. I think Amy, you're over at four o'clock. You're ready for a beer or something, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm on a roll. Anyways, shut me off. Shut me off. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're on a roll. And I love that, but it's, it's interesting that Every, everyone has a different viewpoint. Everyone has a different reality based yeah, off of where yeah. they, how they're, how they're brought up, the, the yeah. lives that they lived, the experiences of they, that they've had with religion or with God, with, with what, whatever their role, their play has been. So they view things from their own lens, their own perspective yeah and it could be and everybody thinks they're right yeah everybody thinks they're right and one of the things that I try really hard to do is not be right although my husband would have told you (laughs) that's not true (laughs) no well, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, you can be right about mathematics, right? Like four plus four is eight. We can be right about that. But when it comes to spirituality, we probably shouldn't push our thing so much, right? Well, and I've, I've been part of those groups. That's why I call them like a soft cult. It's not like, it wasn't a heavy cult. I volunteered to go there, but I mean, you kind of, it's like the bucket and the crabs. You get in the bucket and everybody's, Hey, this is mm-hmm. what we believe. This is the truth. But I love, that's what I love about spiritual people too. I've met a few over the last couple of years of, and what I, I don't know what I, I'm sorry to say spiritual people, but what I'm saying is what you just said about the views, the lens that we look through life through. And one of my beefs with the bucket or the religions are, they kind of seem to want to preach that we're all going to be the same and be fit this mold, Right. So one of my big things is I'm an outlier. Everyone listening is an outlier to some extent. And so outliers, they don't fit the mold, but you go to a church and they want to squeeze you into a into an average mold or believe the same way. But that's why I love this lens that you're talking about. So I, 
I, I used to be more preachy. Well, the Bible says this. I used to be one of those guys. Well, the Bible says, which again is the most dangerous thing anyone can ever say. <laughs> so, <laughs> danger, danger. Yeah. So I think so you want to wrap it up. Can, I mean, I, when we can look at people and see the soul, okay. when we can look at people and see the soul, and when I can look at you and I can see me. And I can see the God in you and the God in me, then we're looking at the love. And that is what I try to see in every person, whether they are the person that's homeless on the street corner or the CEO in the Bank of America building. Every person and every person has my inner reality, my inner world when when I'm looking at my outer world, yesterday, I had lunch with a good friend of mine. And when I left there, I was like a total nutcase because of the things that was she was talking about and going through and everything else. And it was like, oh my God, her vibration was so high. And I was like, oh, I felt like a, I, you know, I was just a top that had been wound up and I couldn't understand why I was so angry. And it's because I allowed her energy to affect mine and her negativity to affect mine as well. But then I realized that she was teaching me a lesson when I looked at, because my outer world is a direct reflection of my inner world. And at that particular time, my inner world was crazy. And I had to stop, take a breath and center myself and bring, come down (laughs) and realize she is perfectly perfect, right where she's at, nobody needs fixing. And thank God for those people that are in the churches. Thank God for those people who are where they're at. So Amy, I'm learning about like vibration. It's kind of, I'm an engineer, so I have a very technical view of vibration, but I love the language again. And I heard you say that she was really vibrating high, but negative, right? So to me, I'm like, I like connect. I always thought that negative was low energy, low energy. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, I guess in in that essence, yes, she was, it was a very low negative energy, but for me, it was like really, really tense and very, I I just felt like it was very tight. It was, it was a very tight. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So in that aspect for me, it was, I, I was like, Rrr. yeah, so I needed to take a breath and come down and, and relax and release that negative not negative. That, that's not the word I'm looking for because that's not true. I don't believe it was negative because she's right where she needed to be. She's right. And she's, she's perfectly perfect. It is high vibrational energy for me when it's allowing me to be in a loving state, then, okay. then, then it's in a positive way for myself when it's in a low vibrational state and for me, it's an, a negative when I am getting angry, fearful. Okay. You know, that that sort of that sort of thing. Those for me are are negative vibrations. But love, peace, forgiveness, joy, joy. choosing joy above all things, yeah. um, is definitely a high vibration. There's a Bible verse for you, Amy. It's the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, yeah. peace, patience, gentleness, kindness. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and love is the love, greatest of love, all. Number, yeah. Yes. So my book, and I, I have a 
So how do you, people reach me? At, you can reach me at sixthsola.com. That's the number six. And then TH, Sola, S-O-L-A.com. And I have more information about myself. You can get my book on Amazon. You can, if you'd like to listen to my voice, I've got, I recorded reading the book for five hours on Audible. So you can listen to that. And I'm just getting started with getting this message out. And it's just, it's walking by the spirit. So it's not judgmental. It's we all on a journey. So I want people to enjoy that and feel confident and at peace that we can connect with this story of the world that's around us and not limit it to a religion, especially an organizational religion. But be free. Get out on the beach. Don't be stuck in a bucket with crab mentality, right? Because God is out there. So. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. Well, the question that I love asking everybody, if you're on the beach, on your favorite bench on the beach, and you have the opportunity to sit there and talk with somebody for an hour, whether that person be on this side of the veil or the other, who would that person be and what would you talk about? Yeah, it's for me, it's going to be, I thought about it, it's going to be Apostle Paul, this Paul guy, who went yeah. from killing Christians to being a Christian. And then he wrote most of the New Testament. And a lot of people don't like him because of his comments on women. So I'd probably ask him, hey, when you wrote this 2000 years ago, did you think that the world would continue for another 100 years? And I, I suspect he's going to say, no, Michael, I thought it was all over because he, he couldn't possibly imagine how the world has progressed in the last 2000 years. And that's fine. So and, and, and for one last thing about for women, this Paul guy, he may have thought that some of this stuff's not for women because his life experience, the lens that Paul looked through, he would go to a city and then get stoned. So, so, <laughs> so, so he, he may not have recommended that career path for women to go out, talk to some Jewish people, piss them off, and then they want to kill them, right? So he probably thought, that's probably not a real good career path for women. So I, I don't know, maybe I won't recommend it. Anyway, so I love Paul and, and I would love to hear what he has to say about what other people say about him. So there's right now there's scholars and people that read the Bible and study the crap out of it. And I have a feeling that Paul's like, I, I don't think those guys know anything. I just wrote a letter. It took me two hours. They spend three years studying what I wrote in two hours. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> so I'm going to have would a be laugh. An interesting conversation. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, I am going to meet the guy sometime and, and I'm probably going to introduce him to some people and say, look, you need to talk to this guy because I think you missed what he meant. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I would answer your question, Amy. And I love being here with you and I wish I could be more relaxed and spend more time with you. Well, I, I appreciate you joining us today and being on Butterfly Kisses and sharing your love and your wisdom. And uh, I, will I will have a link to your book and your website and everything on the show notes and also on my blog. So. Excellent. Yes. But thank you again. You're welcome.
Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you. And remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.